to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. Maybe this is your first time. Welcome, not back, but just welcome. We are glad that you are here and you are in for a treat because you chose an incredible episode to listen to where I get to interview not just someone who's awesome, but someone who is truly a good friend of mine that, that I enjoy spending time with. I've got Tamara Gady with, with lawyer's title and you are, let me, let me try to get this right. The <laughs> director of Collin County sales. Good job. I did it. Come on. <laughs> And uh, Tamara, I'm so excited for this episode because I've never had anyone on that's in your role and in your world. And um, you you were quite the the cookie to try to to try to get to do. You were a tough cookie with just buying into social media and video. And, And so before we jump in, like just, you know, say hi to everybody. Tell us about yourself, and then we're going to go. Yeah, I'm super excited to be on the show today. Thank you, Kyle, for allowing me to be your guest. I know that you're particular about who you let on, so I'm having a proud moment here that I get to be your guest. Uh, Again, my name is Tamara Gady. I'm the director of Collin County Sales for Lawyers Title. I have been in real estate. This is my 13th year in real estate. Uh, but I've always been in affiliate role service to, uh, to, to my clients, which are realtors and lenders. And so, um, you know, when I came on board with Lawyers Title, you know, part of what a lot of title reps do is become coaches for their clients and yeah. they help them figure out ways to build their business. And so, you know, we already had the partnership with you when I came on board. And so you and I connected pretty quickly And it really was starting to go down that journey of how do we help our realtors become more successful at what they're doing. And we both know that video is a big hindrance for them. Um, And it was for me at at first, too. I was very good at doing social media. I checked in everywhere I went and got all the likes and posted pictures and did all that fun stuff. But I didn't have any video content. And so, you know, we started working together. And I'll tell you, it was probably shelter in place when I started. So March, 2020 is when I started my video journey because we were forced to be on video. And so all of our classes and all of our interaction with our clients became either on the phone or text or via zoom. Right. So I'm very comfortable public doing public speaking. I have spoken in front of two people and a thousand people And so platforms aren't necessarily speaking engagement platforms aren't necessarily a hindrance for me, but video kind of changes things, you know, and I think the ability to watch yourself on video, (laughs) you don't see yourself when you're standing in front of a thousand people. (laughs) That's right. 
But when you start videoing yourself, you have the ability to play it back and look at it and see it when it's on social media. And so it can be very intimidating. Um, so I want to dig into, like, I want to dig into that intimidation because this is where, I mean, and you know this, right? This is where all the listeners struggle, right? Is, is that that's the initial battle is overcoming ourselves. And so like, I know, you know, you and I, you're so funny because like, I'll, I'll be talking about like trying to like, you know, kind of nurture people and like help them feel better. And and then you'll be like, they just need to get the freak over it. You know, like, I don't, I just don't know why people need to be like coddled and babied and, you know, pat on the back. And so anybody that knows you is, is probably laughing right now. Um, what for you, because there's a ton of people out there with your type A personality that is like, okay, if this is what I have to do, I'm just going to freaking do it. How, how did that happen for you? You know, what, what was it that you were just like, screw it. I, I'm just going to go for it. Well, I was really forced to because our way of communication changed. Right. And so once I started hopping on zoom classes and doing more public speaking via zoom, you know, just became more, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are. Right. Yeah. So I'll tell you the first time I ever got on a stage to do a sales presentation, I was going to beat my pants. <laughs> I was so scared and I'm sweating. Oh my gosh, and me too. And, you know, I wasn't sure about what I was going to talk about and it was, yeah. was I going to say the right thing? Um, and so I made my general manager, he was not allowed to leave me for six months <laughs> after I started <laughs> the job because I was scared I'd get a, asked a question uh, that I didn't know the answer to. But, you know, you learn to say, I don't know. And yeah. I don't know is a perfectly acceptable answer. And then the mm. other part of that is I'll find out and I'll let you know. Yeah. So just becoming confident that you're not going to have to you know, you're going to be okay if, if you say something that, you know, needs a little further explanation or you messed up and really just, you've just got to change your mindset. And it's really like, for me, it's just, I'm going to do this right now. The end. And then I do it. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be that way because you don't get to wake up tomorrow and look different than we look today. It's not possible. And I think, you know, what you say all the time about your people know you love you. They already like you for who you are Yeah, is, is a really big deal. So I've, I've seen myself on videos and I'm having a bad hair day or my makeup looks a little weird or that color I'm wearing. Oh my goodness. You know, there's stuff I've put in the closet. I'm like, I'm never going to wear that again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you just, <laughs> you just kind of have to own it, you know, and it is, you're, you're human and you're, it's not always going to be perfect. And but neither is my sales presentation. You know, right. there's sometimes where I get off stage, I'm like, nailed it. And then there's some times that I get off stage, I'm like, well, that could have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, talk to me about like, how do you plan out your content? Like what you're going to talk about in a video. I know, you know, you, I, well, Phil, it's not as recent as it feels in my head, but you've been doing a podcast yep. or what? close to a year now? Not quite that long, maybe nine a little months. Less? Yeah. yeah. So talk to the listeners just about like, how do you do your content? How do you decide what you're going to talk about? Um, and we may even jump into some podcast stuff soon because that's just such an easy way to grab video content without feeling like you're staring into a camera lens. 
I spend a lot of time paying attention to what other people want to know about. I am constantly talking to my clients. We're sitting in social situations, you know, or we're sitting in business situations. And I listen to what people ask about or what they're interested in. And then I watch trends that my, that are happening on social media. What are realtors wanting to know about? What are lenders wanting to know about? So I spend a lot of time. I like I do it so off, so much now. I don't even think about uh, think about right. it. And so that for me is really the resource for gathering topics because my co- my cons- my consumer of my podcast are realtors and lenders. So definitely want to be doing things that'll speak to them. Um, and then every once in a while, I'm a little bit selfish. I'm about to put out a podcast that I did on second homes, owning second homes, vacation homes, broken bows specifically, because I wanted to know more. About yeah. Homes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, but that's to me, that's such an undervalued way to do content is I know a topic that I want to learn about. So I'm going to do content about it because that's going to force me to go learn more about it and learn it at a level that I can then turn around and teach. And so I think, I think that's a brilliant strategy. Well, it was, you know, that, like I said, I've done a couple of selfish ones. I wanted to learn more about YouTube. So I had someone who I look up to in the YouTube world on the show, but like I said, most of the time it's what will bring value to my clients because what I do is really about education and servicing my clients. So that's kind of how I gather content. Um, I stay away from political conversations. I stay away from religious conversations as an affiliate in the business and being a salesperson. I'm Switzerland. I can't, I don't have opinions about things. (laughs) So that is definitely, you know, learning to making sure that I navigate past those potential landmines of bad content, you know, or things that could get me, you know, in trouble with people who feel different ways about different things. Sure. It's really important. So I just stick to what'll educate for the most part. And, and so talk about like what, why did you ultimately choose, you know, cause in the title world, I, I, I don't see any title companies like doing podcasts, you know, that doesn't, that's not normal. Y'all chose to do that as, as lawyers title, maybe because you also have me and I might've had a, a, a small, a, a small yeah. role in that. Yeah. What, what has surprised you in a good way as you've done like more and more podcast hmm. episodes? Um, surprised me. I mean, I think, you know, having some people on that would not normally ever step into that world. I just had two of my escrow officers on the show, took a little, little nudging. <laughs> and, it, and it did it. Well, a little nudging. It took a lot of nudging, Yeah, but there might've been some blowouts that had to happen before. <laughs> but you and I were just talking before I hit record on this episode. That's the most engaged of any episode that you've ever had as far as likes and shares and comments by a long and, shot. And so, so this is a great place, I think, to pause and tell the listeners, like, guys, the people that are begging to come on your show might not always be the right guest. It's the person that's like, no, I don't want to do it. You know, like, because you know that if you get them, they're going to, it's not going to be about them. They're not going to, you know, just toot their own horn all the time. They're going to actually say good stuff. And, and that's what happened with, with Rachel and Kelly. Absolutely. And, we, and look, we, I always have a pre-podcast discussion with whoever's going to be on the show on Mondays. 
I usually record at 11 o'clock on Thursdays. That's my slotted time. Um, and so we really had a lot of pre-podcast discussion about what we were going to talk about because, again, we wanted to educate, but there's a lot of things that have to happen inside of the contract to close process that, you know, we may not necessarily need to air, right? And so we want to make sure that what we're talking about is following the rules of the contract and that we're, you know, which my girls do anyway, but it's really about, um, making sure that we're talking kind of in, in a very educational general yeah. platform, because there's a lot of things within each contract to close process that could change. Right. So we right. had to have a lot of conversation about what we were going to talk about, what we were going to stay away from. And so, um, but I think that it was something that our, our audience really wanted. It was clear that they really want, they spoke. The, audience, yeah. the listeners spoke because they, engaged with the content and so and it's such a those con those podcasts those pre-podcast discussions yes about what you're going to talk about is huge and i'll tell you one thing that is a challenge for me is sometimes i love my realtors um but they well and even my lenders well we all like to talk about ourselves for the most what and how great we are of course (laughs) and so You know, I really have had a challenge with a couple of guests getting to the meat. Mm. Like, how do you get past all that surface posturing? And how do you get to the meat? And you and I have talked about that several times. And it really, and I had a straight up conversation with one of my guests saying, this is an interview. (laughs) You have to pause. and Let me ask a question. (laughs) <laughs> and they just kept going about how great they were. <laughs> and while Kyle, oh. I never made them disappear like you do, like where the podcast just. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it. It just, yeah. you know, the recording got messed up. That one might not have gotten promoted as much as some of the others. Well, and I, I think we need to take this moment to just really help like people listening, like create content that serves people. Nobody wants to watch eight minutes of me talking about how awesome I am. My own wife doesn't want to watch that, right? Maybe my mom would watch it, but that's it, right? Like people want to have value added to their lives. And when you say something that I go, oh, wow, I've never thought about that way. Boom. Like you just locked in a place in my brain that I'll always remember Tamara because she was the one that helped me have that realization. Well, and then it's not necessary to talk about how great you are because you just positioned yourself as the expert. And I think that's the really big golden nugget out of this is you're on my podcast because you are an expert. You don't need to tell everybody that you're an expert. And if you're not providing value, uh, how to overcome challenges or what, what is a common thread in what you're dealing with every day and how you went to solve the problem, stuff like that. If you're not doing things like that and you're just posturing, it, it doesn't make for good content. And no. again, you've positioned yourself as the expert and how great you are going to be to your clients by providing them with information that they can use. It seems like it should be so simple. Now, there's might be a few egos in real estate. <laughs> Just a couple. And what, but what I want to touch on before we get off this subject is, you know, when you look at the, the, the content you did with, with Rachel and Kelly, 
Mm-hmm. The topic of conversation wasn't like exhilarating and like the 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 coolest story. It was an incredibly necessary part of the process that a lot of people just don't understand. Right? So, I think sometimes we get so fixated on like I want to be cool, it needs to be trendy and edgy when the reality is is like if we would just educate people on what we do every day that we find boring, they'll find interesting because they don't do your job. Agreed. I mean, there was a big change in one of the, you know, tax laws this year that affected a lot of buyers. And so just having a quick conversation about what the new law is, what they needed, what's changed from last year to this year provided a lot of information to people who hadn't seen it or didn't know. And to anyone else, it would be super boring, but I like, I don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. <laughs> yeah. So anything that, you know, can save me money on paying the tax man, is, you know, it's, great information, but the realtors yeah. can all take it and use it with their buyers. So it was a so, really good value. So can you, can you pull back the curtain on like with Kelly and Rachel specifically? Cause that, that's your most recent content that I, that I've seen. Did you do any kind of coaching with them? in terms of like being in front of the camera and, you know, those sorts of things. Absolutely. Because you walk into the room where you're going to do the recording and there's cameras, 360 cameras. Right. And there's, it's intimidating. Yeah. And where do you look and, you know, just where do you look? And so, you know, it's, it, I've changed the way that I'm doing my podcast recently. I went from very much an interview Oprah Winfrey style podcast, TV show looking thing to what looks more like a radio show. And I had to do a lot more um, tee up with my guests when it was the interview style Oprah, Oprah Winfrey room, because you walk in and you stand up, you're sitting on a stage and there's all these lights and there's all these cameras and where do you look and all the things. And it's really intimidating. Whereas the studio that I'm currently using is much more relaxed. And so it's opening up the podcast to be more conversational style and less interview. Um, and it's giving me an opportunity to insert myself and my knowledge as well, where the interview style didn't really have that flexibility. Right. Um, so it's much more relaxed. It's it's really much more comfortable for my guests. So we just kind of, I, you know, I tell them what to expect and what it's going to look like. And then, you know, until you get there, you really don't have a feel for it. Yeah. But sitting down at a round table with some microphones and just telling them, hey, you need to look here and let's just make sure that, you know, we have an opportunity for everybody to talk and, you know, kind of those sorts of parameters are, it's a lot easier than it was before. Yeah. And I, I think that's great advice for anybody that, that isn't currently doing much content. The more casual you can get the environment to feel where you just bring, your, bring guests in and just say, hey, we're going to have a conversation. You know, I'm not going to steer it where we know this law changed, right? We know this, this thing is different. So let's just have a conversation about it and just kind of see where it goes. That's the way that I treat this podcast, right? Like we, you, you, you preached about loving your pre-show. I don't really do any pre-show. Um, we never do a pre-show about it. And so <laughs> we, we never have, um, ever. And, and that's a great tip, I think, which is don't overthink this stuff. Get up and do, do it. Find, I find, I will challenge that a little bit. Yes, please. I feel like it's really easy for you and I to get on and, and, and just wing it. 
because yeah. we're, we're, we know what we're talking about and we're comfortable on camera, Yeah. but I still find it necessary to at least do a quick little outline. I prefer to have five or six bullet points of broad topics that I want to talk about pertaining to the subject, just in case the conversation lags, because you can't rely on your guests to continue the conversation. Sure. You're really still leading it. And so I find it, I find it necessary to have something planned out for the most part. Yeah. It, it 100% saves the, the guest that isn't super talkative, you know, that's just going to kind of be like, okay, I answered that question and now I'm just going to stare at you. (laughs) Right. Like, so, so that's huge because there are a lot of people that don't know how to kind of redirect in that moment. And it's just really weird and awkward. It, you don't want that weird pause and everybody's looking around going, what's next? <laughs> but there is definitely no weird and awkward when we're doing content together. No, we have the best time. I mean, you were on one of our classes yesterday and I was on the class, you know, um, just, well, I need a CE hours. <laughs> so that's why I was there. That's why you were there. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. I thought you were you know, just there because you cared about me. Yeah, no, I had an ulterior motive. I'll be honest. <laughs> Unbelievable. But you did bring up that we do a lot of content together and, you know, I, different guests can, can get you to be different ways too. And I thought that was yeah. really, you know, a, a big deal that you brought up because doing a video with you has always been easier for me than doing a video with anyone else. And yeah. you bring out the lighter side of me, whereas most of the time I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, business savvy, business driven individual and it yeah. comes across that way. So I, I have, I'll have to tell you that video that we did in front of, uh, in Lance Taylor's office, the last one that we did about content, I have watched that thing like 5 million times. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. And every once in a while I think about it, I go watch it again. It's only 10 I haven't even seen it. I don't even remember. I don't even remember ever seeing it. Well, guess what you need to do then? You need to get onto my YouTube channel and subscribe and scroll down and you'll see it in my video content. Okay. I will see it. And guess what, guys? We're going to have Tamara's YouTube channel in the show notes. So right now, as you're hearing this, it's down below. Go click it. Go subscribe because you put out great content. Well, I help a sister out. I've got 16 subscribers. (laughs) I'm trying so hard, but it's really, you know, YouTube is a new frontier for me for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been doing a lot of studying on YouTube, as a matter of fact, trying to figure out how to increase visibility and, you know, just get my content out a little bit more. So, um, I expect my subscribers to jump by at least three people because of this. (laughs) Oh, come on guys. We can get, we can get three. So let, let, let's talk about this because we just said, you know, 16 subscribers talk to people about overcoming right? Like we're doing this work. It takes work. This isn't easy. And, and then, yeah, you have 16 subscribers. So how, how do the listeners continue to overcome putting in the work, even though they may not be growing as quick as they want, even though a video they thought was awesome gets three, three likes. How do you personally overcome that? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, my audience is primarily on Facebook. I mean, I have 45,000, 4,500 friends on Facebook. So that's where my client database is. And I know that. And so I always stay focused on putting things on Facebook. IG is kind of the second one. And then YouTube is 
just something that I'm, I've been playing with and trying to, um, you know, explore how to keep growing with it. But I know that my content's viewed on Facebook. It's really funny because if you guys, I use Kyle's content compounding service. So all of my podcasts go to Kyle's service and they do all my micro content, which gets posted onto all my social media platforms. And I'm telling you without my micro content, I would be a big bag of nowhere. Okay. That's right. I would probably be a one subscriber on YouTube. (laughs) The content compound. So you, you heard it here first, guys. We got her 15 whole subscribers. <laughs> woo woo. Well, I'll tell you what has happened is, you know, everybody sees my micro content, but nobody's going to watch the full podcast yeah. on YouTube yet. And it's really funny because I will tell you, I don't see a high amount of engagement a lot of times from the micro content, but I will tell you, I have gotten so so many people that have said, I'm watching your podcast. I'm like, no, you're not. You're watching the micro content, but I hear it what counts, you're saying. You know? <laughs> um, and so I get a lot of, it is positioning me as an expert on a yeah. very big platform. And I've noticed that I, while I am continuing to try to increase engagement, I can see that it isn't really all that necessary because people are seeing what we're doing and right. what I'm doing. And I've gotten, you know, people reaching out. Can I be your guest? Um, I get people all of the time that says, I'm I'm watching your stuff. It's really great. Didn't know you Isn't had it? podcasts. It's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. But it works. It right. That's working. the we teach this right in our classes. It's the shadows of social media. I got a new client yesterday. He's a lender in Idaho. And we start the conversation with he's like, I just have to tell you, man, I have been following you for a year. I, I saw that your car didn't start at the airport a few weeks ago. And he started rattling off just different storylines from my videos. He's never shown up in my newsfeed ever. And it's so frustrating until they give you their money. And then it's not. And so that's the power of, of I think, continuing to do it. And, and even just for you, like one of the things that, that I'm so proud of you for is all of the reps at, at LT have had the opportunity to do what you're doing, but you're the one that was like, if y'all are going to provide this for us, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to, I'm going to crush this thing. And, you know, this wasn't the goal, but it's turned into the Tamar Gady show because you're oh, the one that's, the goal. <laughs> well, you know, but, but you're the one that was, was actually willing to put in the work. Well, I, you know, I see a lot of people doing videos and I'm not going to, I'm not, there's no wrong way to do something. I'm not trying no, to that's say not that. That's not true, but I understand. The wrong way, but I have access to a professional studio where I have, I have the ability to look as good as I ever can on video. So why not yeah. take advantage of it? Yeah. Plus it gets, gives me an opportunity to, um, you know, shine the spotlight on some people that have been extremely loyal to us and that have really valuable things to say. And then the the challenge that I'm working through right now is how do I take this and convert it into contracts in my office? And, yeah. and so that all, my escrow team also gets to benefit from right. what I'm doing, because that's really the goal at the end of the day is, you know, it's great to put out video, but I need it to also have another arm to what it, you know, what right. it can do. And that's profitability for my branch. So, so, so let, let's talk this out for a moment live on podcast for, cause everybody has this struggle, right? To me, one of the absolute simplest ways to, to 
recognize the conversion is to add a question when you get in, like when you get a contract from a realtor that you haven't really worked with, right? That you add a question in somewhere that says, you know, just curious, why did you choose to, to give your business to lawyer's title to, to, to Tamra? And so I, I don't think we ask that enough because some of those people are going to start saying, well, I've been following Tamra for a while and consuming her content. I just woke up one day and was like, why have I never given her a shot? And there's people like that. But when we don't ask, we, we default back to, oh, they text you and a text message doesn't get related back to social media. An email doesn't get related back to social media. So sometimes it just takes a little bit deeper of a dig to truly understand like where that person came from. Well, and I think that's a good idea because, you know, I have gotten an influx of requests to be my friend on Facebook and I'm like, I don't know this person. Yeah. And um, then also we have recently seen an influx of contracts coming into our office and my escrow team's like, uh, where did this come from? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. It is a good question to ask. And I do always ask them to ask that question. Right. Uh, But, you know, I can take kind of a bigger lead on it too and just ask the question myself. So sure. Try to start seeing if any of this stuff is paying off into revenue. Well, and even let's even go further back before the actual transaction and go, when you get these new Facebook requests or Instagram follows and they're realtors in Dallas Fort Worth, to just shoot them a quick DM and go, you know, what's up, Tamara? Thank you so much for connecting. How did we get connected? Yeah, that's a great idea. Right. And so the moment somebody goes, well, I, I, you know, so-and-so shared one of your videos. Well, boom, instantly, you know, if, if that person ever gives me a contract, the reason they're here is because they saw a video of mine. Great idea. I am Great full of, nugget. well, I'm full of ideas. Great <laughs> ideas. I, I might've already hit my quota for the day. <laughs> So I might hang it up after we finish this episode. It's hard to be you. Well, so it? It, it, you know, it's, it is hard, but it's not hard <laughs> when I bring on awesome people. That's why I do this. So I want to kind of tie a pretty bow on this episode of, okay. of your awesomeness with when you're meeting with your realtor partners that are struggling with just social media in general, what are some of the tips that you give to kind of help them be better get over themselves, right? Anything. Well, I mean, I used to, you, okay. So this is a, it's kind of a bigger question, but I'll be quick. Um, you don't have to be quick. This is your episode. Coach agents. And um, I tried to be a coach when I first came yeah. on board with lawyers and it really wasn't working for me. Uh, I am a networker and a connector and I add value because I recognize what your pain point is. And then I go find the person that can help you relieve that pain point. Right. And it doesn't, it isn't necessarily me. It's hardly ever me. And so I have experts at my, you know, in my phone that I can dial or text or whatever and say, Hey, I need you to help this realtor get off the ground with some of these things. And so for a long time, I was leaning on you to do one-on-ones with these people and really just kind of coach them through it. But, you know, here's the thing, Kyle, we, you know, we spent a lot of time doing those things and then they never did anything. Right. So read kind of redirecting, I think, um, 
lately, ever since the video that I just referenced, where we started giving content ideas, that's yeah. really a big, big deal for them because they don't know what to talk about. And when you first start doing this, you don't know what to talk about. And then after you keep doing it, you find opportunity everywhere. And so that was proof in our last video that we did together because we gave ideas about you know, taking these posts that people just post on social media and turning them into a video, video content. And it was really, really funny because we talked about winterizing. This was obviously, it was like February or something. Yeah. We did this, and it was cold and we were talking about winterizing your home. And so that we use that as a content idea. And the next day, one of my realtor husband and wife teams did a video on how to put those hose bib covers on you your go. house. And, you know, and something that sounds so simple and you would think people would know how to do, they got a ton of um, engagement on social media for it. So I, I think um, what I've kind of really shifted to as far as helping people are con is concerned is providing them with content ideas. So and good. every time I've met with a realtor and said, you could talk about this and you could talk about this. They're like, hey, hang on, let me get my pen and paper and start writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, still hadn't seen them do it. <laughs> but they're thinking about it. <laughs> which is kind of part of the with, battle um, someone that we did a coaching call with and she started doing a series on social media super easy at her house with her iphone and that was it and i think she posted like five, four or five or six videos and she got listings out of it yeah and then, poof, she stopped and i'm like wait it worked <laughs> it, isn't it but isn't that just life right the the things that get us to the next level tend to be the first things we stop doing once we get to that level. It's so fascinating. That's it like a whole, it's a whole nother conversation about the weirdness one of humans. Important thing to note though, is your content has to be, it cannot be negative content. Yeah. And so I think that's super important. I unfortunately have a client that's doing a series and it's, coming the title is negative and so i don't think that it's being really recept as re received as well as it could be if she sure put together kind of a more neutral or yeah. positive title so i think that's really really important it's okay to talk about challenges right and how to overcome challenges but you have to stay positive in what you're presenting i i totally agree you know, we just, we already live in a world that's just so negative and pessimistic in general. And so if I can be a brighter light, I stand out so much more as like, I just, I love watching Tamara's content. You know, I always learn something. I always am, end up a better version of myself. Like, isn't that what we want people to say versus like, man, I watch Tamara's videos and like, I just want to go sleep. <laughs> you know, like that's not what. That's not what we want. I need a cocktail you know? after I watch your video. I, go, I watch Tamara's video and I go get in a fight with my wife. You know, like that's, <laughs> that, that's not, that's not what we want. And so I, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's a huge point. I love it. And so Tamara, obviously after this episode, you're probably gonna have hundreds of subscribers to your YouTube channel and, so. <laughs> and tons of friend requests. And so what's the best way for listeners to connect to you? Social media. You know, as long as you know how to spell my name, you can find me on any of the platforms. And we will have all of them linked in the show notes. That would be great. 
Yeah, guys, go check it out. We worked, you know, we worked really hard to put out some really good content for all of our viewers. And so we want to make sure it's not, you know, it's it first and foremost, it's about providing value. And so yeah. I think that we've done a really good job of identifying content that would that would help a lot of people. And so let's just start there and the rest of it will come. 100%. And can I say, this has been one of my favorite episodes. No way. You're just saying that because you're looking no, at me right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Go watch, Go listen to all of them. Okay. I haven't said it on very many. Well, I feel special today. So thank you for, for joining me on the show. Thanks for joining me on my show. And uh, I, I need to get you back on there here pretty quick. We, I'm sure we have some things we need to talk about. In the so. new studio. I'm definitely yeah. down for the new studio. I might have a couple of you guys that have coaching businesses oh. come in and talk all at the same time. Let's, let's do it. Let's roundtable it with lots of people. I think that'd be great. Well, not so lot, fun. You know, there's a lot of A personalities. We have to be careful. Never well, get a word in. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, we can fight through those people. But <laughs> guys, y'all aren't here to just listen to us ramble in the, in, in the end of this thing. So thank you for listening. I hope you found at least one nugget. If you didn't, go listen again because there were plenty of them in there. And we will be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.